You are listening to the Game Sports Show, powered by GEM, the game, entertainment, and media. This upload is brought to you by SportsCenter Bar & Grill, named Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar. Make sure to check out SportsCenter in particular on Monday and Wednesdays for their 75-cent wing nights. So delicious, you can't beat them. Head on over to 624 Wellington Street West to watch the big game. SportsCenter Bar & Grill, the Sioux's best sports bar. Booyah, and it's time for the game sports show. This is the In the Pocket Edition, brought to you by Sports Center Bar and Grill, as you heard right off the top. And we're here for its famous 75 cent wing nights. 75 cent wings, they are absolutely delicious. It's a great atmosphere inside Sports Center Bar and Grill in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. The Sioux's best sports bar for four years in a row. Now, let me tell you, if you're winning the Sports Bar Award for four years in a row, you know you're the real deal. So make sure you come on down to Sports Center Bar and Grill. Not just to visit myself and the crew, but overall, just to be a part of this great atmosphere. It's David McCaig with the Game Sports Show. And I am joined by Justin Heichel and EJ Russell for this in the pocket edition of the Game Sports Show. And let's say hi to the fellas right off the hop here. Justin, how's it going? Oh, it's, uh, it's going good, Dave. Uh, another uh, good uh, Wednesday to be back here. Stuff in our faces of wings again this week. These wings, you can do whatever you want with these wings. You got Cajun, you got medium, you got you got sweet spicy Thai, you got the honey garlic, honey hot. I think Justin. Right now I'm having the Cajun. Okay, but there's so many flavors that you can have and mix and match and enjoy a nice beverage, have some good pizza. Everything here inside Sports Center is fantastic, especially when sports are on. Any kind of sports that are on, there's multiple TVs, multiple options to have fun inside Sports Center. Bar and Grill. Now to the individual that has his own show with the hot seat, as you can check it on the GameSportsShow.com website. He's had some great additions, and he's a great part of our family here. One of the originals as well with the GameSports Show family, as now, of course, our family has grown. EJ Russell from Escanaba. EJ, how's it going? Yo, happy to be here. Uh, sorry I missed last week. Uh, I was getting a little crap. Uh, from you boys. I listened to the show. Yeah, I heard those cheap shots because Browns lost and didn't show up. No, try again, okay? Uh, but happy to be here. Glad I got a chance to listen to the show. Uh, but yeah, exciting things happening with the brand right now. Oh, definitely. A lot of big things, and we're not going to jump into that, obviously, with this show, but lots of big things coming, and we're going to jump into that when appropriate, and we can't wait for everything to officially launch on that gem side in the very near future. Now, before I even get into the show in particular, I want to make sure everyone hits like, follow, and subscribe on all the platforms of the Game Sports Show. That's Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Podbean, Podtail, Facebook, Instagram, Listen, we are all over the place. If you say you can't find us, you just simply got to search us even on Google. It'll direct you right to our website, which is thegamesportshow.com, and then you can get directed to all those platforms right through our website. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Don't you think, fellas? Pretty easy. You can find us. We're all over the place. Gamesportshow.com. I mean, Literally. yeah, if, if we can do it, anyone can. <laughs> wow that's that's a i like that They're very simple of course indeed and as i mentioned make sure you hit like follow and subscribe on all of those platforms and now with this being our sports center edition i'm going to remind listeners that since we have our new format that was put in place that i announced all the way back in september even the end of august that's the sports center editions will be sticking when i stay in the pocket guess what that means it is about football Hockey will be a separate upload. Baseball will be a separate upload. Basketball will be separate uploads. We'll have separate episodes brought to you by one of our great and supporting broadcasting or overall partners or sponsors of the game sports show. So make sure you, when you hit like, follow, and subscribe on those platforms, you keep eyes on all those websites, uh, potential areas with all those episodes that we'll direct you through on those social media sites, as well as making sure to check out all the great shows on the platform. Enough with my reminders, jumping into In the Pocket. And I'm going to throw this guy right on the spot because he's in Escanaba. He was pulling out all the spots right off the hop there, saying that he didn't want to take any more chirps from last week. I'm going to you, EJ. Bring up a topic you want to bring up about in the pocket here on the Game Sports Show. Well, let's talk in the pocket, okay? And this is something uh, I, I was thinking about actually bringing up tomorrow, but I figured this would be a better spot to bring it up. Uh, Tua Tonga Viola taking over uh, in Miami for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has had a very successful year and has been a successful backup in his career. Do you guys think this is the right time to bring in Tua? 
Justin, I'll go to you, you know, I'll go to you first, Justin, with that. And I know this is something that we sort of touched on last week, but briefly, because we had a lot of points to get into last week. So it'd be good to expand it more on this edition. Uh, the only chirp kind of that we threw last week with this is that people were literally crying and not because of the absence of three weeks of in the pocket. Uh, people were heartbroken because of this. That's my only pun for this comment. But Justin, I'm going to go to you with your overall thoughts of Fitzpatrick again, get into more in-depth details about him being pushed to the side. I, I, I kind of got mixed emotions on this one. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, I've had some time to let it sink in now. And I've seen that picture of Tua just sitting out on the field and, you know, a pretty well empty stadium, just soaking it in. It makes you want, you know, you feel like you want this kid to succeed. Um, I, but, but, I mean, the main question here is, is it the right time? Uh, I think Fitzpa- Fitzpatrick kind of had the team playing for him. Um, and the division is, you know, relatively, you know, open right now still. I mean, the Bills bought, but Miami could easily get second right now with where the Patriots are at. I don't, I don't know if it's a perfect time for an experiment. Um, and I don't know if it's a, you know, I, I mean, maybe it's good for Tua's development if he can take this team and get a wild card spot with him. But I think Fitzpatrick kind of get gets burned on that one too. Um, but the, the NFL is all about the future. So See, what I'll, what I'll say flat out is with the dolphins being in the position that they are, you said it there, they're in a division that can I say, I, I don't want to be too blunt because you know, the Patriots are the Patriots, but it's, it's a weaker division. Okay. It's not maybe as weak as, you know, the Cowboys, Eagles, etc. with that division. That's an absolute dumpster fire. Sorry. I'm sorry to say that, but it's pretty, it's true. So you, you have, a division right now that is wide open. I think that's why you're able to experiment with Tua, right? That That's where you, when you look at it, Fitzpatrick has been fantastic, I think, this year to a point, right? He hasn't been Russell Wilson fantastic, okay? He hasn't been at that level, get me wrong, but like I feel that you could have written out the year with Fitzpatrick and still given that point for Tua to develop. But back to what I was saying at the point, right at the top, Tua is at the perfect time to develop in this division. The Jets are garbage. <laughs> they are shit. They, the word is shit. S-H-I-T. That is a, it's not Jets. It's S-H-I-T. Sorry, Jets fans. You're 0-7. Okay? You, you ain't going to playoffs. You guys are, are, are really struggling this year, putting it lightly. Patriots, 2-4. and four. For the first time that I can recall ever seeing is, I believe this is the first losing season, uh, you know, since Tom Brady took over as a starting quarterback. Okay, so... They're under this. They're under the 500. They're they're 333 winning percentage this year. Okay, the Dolphins are 500, where the Bills are just over 700, if I remember correctly, because they're five and two. So the Dolphins right now are in a position where they could throw two in there and maybe not expose them too much. But it's not like you play every week against rotating your own division. So it is a risk, but I think it's a very feasible risk. Is the word I want to use, EJ. I just don't see the point in bringing him in this year with a team that I don't believe is as good as they've played. And the only reason that they've been as good as they've played is because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, Outside of the New England game, okay, let's look at the last five games. Buffalo, Jacksonville, Seattle, San Francisco, and the Jets. Two of those are losses. One's to the Buffalo Bills by three points, and the other's to the Seahawks. Uh, well, what was it, by, by seven or eight here? Okay, In those two losses... That's or excuse me, the, the Seahawks game he had two interceptions, and other than that, he had two picks against the Jets and a twenty-four not to win. But they beat the San Francisco 49ers 43-17. He threw three hundred and fifty yards in that game. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars, he only had 160 yards, but still contributed two touchdowns. And he he's got three three hundred yard games this year, including a three fifty against uh the Niners. This was not the time to go to Tua to Viola. Uh, I think with a guy that had the kind of injury that he did, uh this isn't the game to bring him back when he hasn't played in like 18 months or something since uh, he was at Alabama. I don't know that putting him in the lineup is going to help them right now. Yeah, he was, what, 22-2 and two as a starter with like 87 touchdowns, uh, 11 picks at, at Alabama. But guess what? This is the NFL, okay? And you got to be a different kind of ready to play. Uh, and I just don't know that putting him in now is going to help your team more than Ryan Fitzpatrick does because Ryan Fitzpatrick was bumped. And even said on air in an interview, he goes, this is the first time I really felt like I had the respect of the team, and it was his team. And so I just don't think this is the time to go to Tua. 
I think Fitzpatrick, or excuse me, Fitzmagic, uh, should still be under center there in Miami. You know, really, though, to wrap up that point, to kind of go back and forth maybe with this a little bit, but is it crazy to do a rotating quarterback? So, I, listen, I, before you guys bicker at me with that because of Justin, you playing football, uh, EJ, I know you're going to really hate this comment, to be totally honest, but I, I feel like this is the perfect year because of Fitzpatrick, the position that he is, the veteran, and Tua, maybe they're really curious about getting him some work, right? But overworking him may not be good for his development, might hinder that development, even though Fitzpatrick has really had the team. And football is different than hockey, okay? You can't put... You can't have a, a goaltender, a 1A and a 1, 1A options, right? You can't be able to rotate and have 41 games each in there. It's well, there's like- there's one huge reason why you can't do a dual quarterback system here, okay? And it doesn't work outside of uh, college, okay? Uh, and the biggest thing that probably most of listeners of the show don't know is that Tua Tagovailoa is a lefty, and the ball spins differently, and you can't go as a wide receiver and be getting passes going one way than the other. It messes with your game. You have to have somebody consistently behind center to find success in this league. You can't be switching the way the ball's spinning every other play. So it's fair to say then, Justin, that a dual system would not work. Is that something you wouldn't recommend? No, I don't. I don't. Not in the pro level. It doesn't. It, it's too gimmicky in the NFL. It works in college. It doesn't. It doesn't work at an NFL level. Like EJ said, like your receivers are. They get to finally oiled machine and to just throw guys out there and expect them to totally flip their game around. Like, it's not like Madden controls. You don't just hit start and go in there and flip the controls. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. I mean, maybe for some guys, like Hopkins, maybe. Patrick Mahomes. Like yeah, like, there's probably a couple guys like that. Um, but I, I honestly, in this whole situation, I think. The root of this is that Fitzpatrick doesn't sell jerseys, and when you really can't get a ton of people, although I think Florida mm-hmm. can't get a ton of people in the stands, uh, I think two of jerseys are just going to sell more. When Tannehill was there, he had something like the third or uh, fifth or third best-selling jersey in the league when Tannehill was a quarterback in Miami. Yeah. It's a business, man. It's a business. People don't understand. People do understand that, okay? But there's a lot of side that people don't understand that getting to it in the games, the jersey's gonna fly right off the shelf. But Fitzpatrick still sells jerseys, baby. That guy got mojo, man. That guy has flair. You know what? I feel so bad for Fitzpatrick. Like honestly, the guy was really just doing very well, and it's very, very, I think, unfair. But at the same time, it's the business, and it's not a bad idea to switch up and do it this way because uh, of the way the division is in general. And I just want to say, speaking of that division for a second, before we go to Justin to bring up the next point, Joe Flacco with the Jets, uh, <laughs> is that project disaster or is that just team disaster? Like, do you blame anything on Flacco or is that literally just being like, okay, no, the team is shit? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think that's a project anything. I think that's coll- like Flacco just collecting a paycheck. I don't, I don't. I don't think there's anything more to it than that. I mean, he's at a point. He, br- he at least he at least brings you a competent backup because Sam Darnold's not that guy. No, he's not. I, it's, that was going to be my next point. Is that is that going to be the future in the Jets or when they get the first overall pick this year? Spoiler alert. That's what I think is going to happen. You know, like <laughs> at the end of the day, dude. Like quarterbacks. It, like, it really seems like the, the top-rated quarterbacks, like Joe Burrow, I think, is going to be an exceptional talent with the Bengals, okay? I, obviously, this year, I don't think it's going to be the year where we see a breakout rookie campaign. I think you're going to see more of a sophomore kind of really breakthrough for that. But the Jets, it's time to go back to the drawing board. It, it, like, the... They are almost as bad as I can't remember the year when the Lions. I think it was 08. Was it 09 when they went 0 and whatever it was? Like was it that or was it even earlier later than that? I can't remember. End of the day, when you get to this point, like I don't think Sam Donald's the guy, and EJ hit the nail on the head with that point. That's all I'll say with that. Justin, uh, gonna go to your point that you want to bring. It was 2008, by the way, Dave. The Lions, 2008. I thought it was 09. Thanks for the update, EJ. That's good. 08. That was close. He said didn't say 2012 or something. That's right. <laughs> And I think that was like my second year at Lake State and uh, being a non-Lions fan in Michigan, Yikes. some pretty salty people in the cafeteria some days. <laughs> yeah, like I, was, I was not very welcome on the ESPN watching couch. We'll put it that way. ESPN watching couch like that. 
Justin, last week, any or any kind of football updates that you'd like to bring to the table. We're going to go around. We're going to be firing a couple topics each before we go to our commercial break and let uh, and give EJ the rest of the night off. Well, I mean, I'm the NFC East fascinates the hell out of me because it's like it's like just a, a, one of those like a a train, you know, an accident or so you know you just can't take your eyes away from it. Like that's what the NFC East looks like to me right now, and for some reason they're always on in prime time. Uh, have the Cowboys completely quit? Like th- that defense is awful. <laughs> yeah, like the offensive line, like I don't know. I just I I remember the Cowboys offensive line being like this titan that was not to be messed with, and this year they look like the offensive line that Andrew Luck was gifted. You know, I, I don't know. I just I I don't. Dak going down, the Cowboys crumpled, and I've never seen a team crumple like that before. Were they like first off with Andrew Luck? I feel so bad for you, Justin, as a Colts fan. That sucks, but <laughs> I know that still hurts inside, hurts you big time inside. But couldn't, Dak Prescott was huge going down, but you had to think Andy Dalton is not. <laughs> I didn't think he'd be, you know, that bad <laughs> going in there. Not saying that he's bad, but he hasn't been playing. Well, he's been playing bad. That, I'll just leave it at that. EJ comment about the the nfc and that the east with the cowboys you got an owner who's a right like they're gonna get that time tv man they're gonna get that prime time well i mean you look at every team in that division they're all in major markets philadelphia washington dc dallas and the city of new york so yeah they do always end up on prime time and unfortunately uh they do suck and it's terrible right now i mean you got a team at two four and one leading the division look at the nfc west they got not one team in that division has a losing record, you know, uh, and it's just I, I don't know what any of them are doing. Uh, Doug Peterson is a far better coach than he's got the Eagles playing right now. Washington, you just got Ron Rivera. Give it some time to work and you still don't really have a quarterback. I don't know that Dwayne Haskins is going to be the guy for you. Uh, you know, he was incredible in college for 50 touchdowns, which I believe was an NFL record, uh, NCAA record in senior year. But he's just not producing as a pro and. and Alex Smith is probably going to got to be your guy the rest of the way. If, if I'm Ron Rivera uh, and just really the team doesn't look good. Dallas, that defense is terrible. Uh, it doesn't matter what they try to do on offense. That defense is just a sieve. They're going to let everything through right now. Uh, and the Giants are just a joke of a football team. So I, I don't know how you fix it. If you're any of them, I think you just uh, if you're the Giants, you have Saquon still. That's going to come back next year. Just just keep losing a little bit. See if you can get a good draft pick. Maybe build an offensive line around uh, Daniel Jones. I'm a fan of Daniel. Jones. <laughs> yeah, I had a little bit more expectation this year. Like I feel like he's going to be a good quarterback in this league as he progresses and matures. But even the the Eagles, Washington, the Cowboys, you guys like when I see these teams in this with these records leading divisions just reminds me of baseball uh, to an extent and how teams make the playoffs that shouldn't, but we won't jump into that. Maybe we'll, if we have time, we'll jump into talking about maybe a possible, if the NFL should consider reformatting the playoffs, but maybe that's a whole other hour of another show that we can consider. But anyways, I got to think that with the Philadelphia Eagles, I think it's fair to say that despite what's going on with Dak going down with the Cowboys, the Eagles are the better team in that division. That, that That's just me being honest. If the Cowboys had Dak and just overall that bit more healthy on that quarterback end, I really feel like that they would give the Eagles a run for their money. The Giants, no, uh, no, no, definitely not. The, the Washington football club, if you will, I think they are a third place team in that division, but they have a chance. You know, if Smith comes, you know, can go in there and uh, and with Rivera, if they can buy in and string together some wins, you know, you have a chance to win that division and make the playoffs. That'd be huge uh, for the Wash for Washington Football Club there. So I'm very curious to see how the rest of the year pans out for that. But I really dislike how teams are losing records make the playoffs. But I'm not the guy running the things in the background to choose playoff run. So I'm going to go to the next topic that I want to bring up. And, you know, we had a discussion last week, Justin, you and I on In the Pocket. What team would be undefeated that's left in the National Football League? Okay, there was the Titans, there was uh, the, the Steelers, and if I remember correctly, I believe the other team was the Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. That was Seattle Seahawks, so... I know they had a tough loss, and that was a shootout against the Justin Wood team. Did they lose against Seattle? I just wanted you to say the, the name out loud because we had a discussion about this in week one. My uh, my bandwagon, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, that's right, baby. That's right, baby. Now, listen, the Seahawks, 
Tyler Lockett, I made a trade for this guy in fantasy, and too bad I didn't have him last week, first off. Second thing, though, the Seahawks ended up losing to the Cardinals in an absolute shootout. That was a fantastic football game, but I want to save that kind of discussion for a whole round kind of table discussion after this topic I want to bring up. But the Steelers are the last team standing for being undefeated. And EJ, I'm not going to get cocky here, okay? I'm not going to get too excited. I'm not going to say I'm just going to say how the boys in the black and yellow team that I cheer for be undefeated still as we go into this week. And you know what? It feels damn good. They got a Canadian. They got Mapletron on there. The I love that. I'm going to get a T-shirt with the name Mapletron on it, not because I am Chase Claypool, because I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of what, that, what he's doing for uh, – there was a video just released of him giving a jersey to an older man with, the, uh, with Alzheimer's dementia. Uh, sorry, dementia is what it was. I apologize. And Steelers team, I just love that football team. And are you surprised all around the table that this is the team that's remained undefeated to this point? EJ first. Absolutely not. I, they have the second best rush defense in the National Football League, followed by what I believe, um, not even statistically, just just wholeheartedly, I believe, is the best passing offense in the league. Uh, you, you have Mapletron, Juju Smith-Schuster, Washington, the kid from Oklahoma State that's been uh, fantastic in flashes. They are a very, very dangerous football team. And the two players, to me, that stand out – have to be Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt. They really own that defensive line, playing from the linebacker positions, but they are incredibly talented. They're flying around. They're putting their hats on the ball. They know how to cause turnovers and create disruption and get into the backfield. I, you wanna, We want to talk about a couple of weeks ago, you guys were giving me flack for not being here. Steelers were eating the Browns' lunch all day long. They were taking their lunch money, shaking them upside down, and, and there was nothing Cleveland could do to stop Pittsburgh. And I didn't think that we would get beat that bad because having the best rushing attack in the NFL, you would assume that the offensive line is going to play well. I don't even think we had an offensive line in that game. And that really is a compliment to the amount of talent that the Pittsburgh Steelers have. But that defense goes through Bud Dupree and it goes through T.J. Watt. Claypool's been fantastic this year. I know you boys love you some Mapletron. I'm sure that you do. But uh, he, he's huge. He's a freak of nature. Uh, and if he can I – mean, Give him some time. He's a rookie, but if he can continue to produce like this, he's going to be very successful in this league for a long time. So not at all surprised to see that Steelers are the last team. Justin, before we get to your point, guess what? I lied. There is going to be a quick commercial break when we come back with Justin's reaction on if he thinks that the Steelers deserve to be undefeated still at this point. Hi, it's Rob Shrimp from 44 Vision Hockey. 44 Vision Hockey is an online coaching platform for both boys and girls. The 44 Vision platform is a 360-degree immersive training model designed to help players achieve their goals. You can learn from the coaches who have all achieved from the highest levels in the game, all the way from NHL on the men's side to Olympic team members on the women's side. Check out our website at 44visionhockey.com. The Game Sports Show and Game Entertainment Media want to give a quick stick tap to LivingSisu.com. Sisu is a Finnish word for determination, tenacity, and resiliency. LivingSisu.com wants to activate your lifestyle by offering discounts and exclusive offers from your favorite sports brands. Sign up as free at LivingSisu.com where you will earn instant offers that will help you save on sports tools, products, supplements, and so much more. Be sure to check it all out at LivingSisu.com. Four, three, two, one. Welcome back to the Game Sports Show. Sorry about that brief interruption. We're going to make sure we get some love to our sponsors and broadcasting partners with the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment Media Gem for short. Justin, I cut you off before you're able to jump in there and talk about if you feel if you're surprised about the Steelers being undefeated at this point. Go ahead as we sit here inside Sports Center Bar and Grow for the famous 75 cent wing nights. No, I mean it's it's really not that surprising. I think the Steelers are are a, a damn good football team this year. Um, they've, they've got that, that, you know, the old steel curtain defense, you know, that the, the Steelers, you know, Steelers fans got used to for such a long time. Uh, and you could see a building over the last year or so, uh, you know, the addition of TJ Watt when they got him going. Uh, and he's been a maniac this year, last year. It's just, you know, the defense never really seems to get as much love publicly as the offense does because it's not as flashy, right? Uh, you got all these new toys. Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers always seem to get the, uh, you know, the love. Um, but, man, if you can keep Roethlisberger upright and they keep playing like their defense can keep playing lights out like that, they're going to be a tough team for the rest of the year. You just got to stay away from that injury bug. I mean, everyone this year seems to be getting a real nasty bout of it. And, I mean, condolences to EJ as well this week. That's that's a rough one to go through. Um, we made it. <laughs> we made it. 
I got to say something, but before Odell went 41 down, I got to say that there was a girl who had a fantastic costume online, but I don't know if we want to jump into that right now. Uh, listen, with the Steelers, I'll say quickly, one thing that concerned me this week was Big Ben did throw three INTs, but, you know, listen, the, the guys had a great year so far up to this point. That Titans defense, you know, despite letting 27 points, that's a, that's a that's a pretty good defense, in my opinion. But one guy, and this might be a surprise, I felt was very kind of situational in the game that I was impressed with was Ryan Tannehill. There's a guy with no interceptions, threw over 200 yards, and if I remember correctly, he had two touchdowns as well and just under 20 for 30 in, the, in passing. So I think it was actually around 17 or 18 for, uh, out of uh, 30 uh, pass attempts. And honestly, I feel like Tannehill has really done well in Tennessee, right? I'd love to see that. He wasn't getting the love in Miami. He got a chance in, in Tennessee. Then there's rumors about Tom Brady going to Tennessee this year. And now, like, even despite what he did last year, Tannehill, uh, in the playoffs, I just I really feel that Tannehill is really comfortable. And watching that game, yes, seeing the dub by three points over Tennessee, to maintain undefeated streak as a Steeler fan, it's great to see. But keeping my host hat on here for a second, seeing the players like Tannehill – do very was was great to see and the Steelers actually contained Derrick Henry to an extent 20 carries and I think had over seven games so well I keep this in mind keep this in mind Dave about the Tennessee Titans K Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are the only duo in NFL history that's going into this Sunday they were the only duo in NFL history with 30 passing touchdowns and 2,000 yards rushing in a 16 game span you you got to keep giving these guys credit the Titans have been fantastic Oh, and it's great to see. It's great to see, especially with Tannehill. And Henry is a fucking specimen, boys. Is he not a specimen? Like, we could talk about DK Metcalf for a second, okay, after this point. But you got to say Derrick Henry is is literally a specimen. And for the Steelers to keep him under 100 yards, there's a guy that with that speed, he almost reminds me, and this might be crazy, but of the bus. Jerome Bettis, a guy that can run, a big guy, and just a threat in that field. But I don't know what you guys think. I'll go to you, EJ, with you. Uh, comments to Derrick Henry. Dude, he's the king. He's King Henry. I I have I can't remember seeing more 200-yard rushing games out of a guy that I have seen uh, consistently like I have Derrick Henry in these last 16 games, as I just pointed out. Tannehill's doing a great job of captaining the ship there, and I think that Vrabel deserves a lot of credit for Tannehill's success. But when Derrick Henry rushes the ball as hard as he does and stiff arms all 11 guys on the other team as he walks his way into the end zone because he's the strongest running back I think I've ever seen in my life, not named Bo Jackson, uh, Ryan Tannehill's job is less stressful. It's easier because you can lean on the running game. You know that even when the entire world knows on the one-yard line that Derrick Henry's getting the ball, that you can give it to him and he's going to get it done. And that's the kind of combination that allows teams to have success. Your quarterback's able to feel confident because – of a guy like Derrick Henry being such a dominant force. Hey, Justin, I was going to get your comment on Derrick Henry, but also EJ mentions Bo Jackson. Okay, if I remember reading something correctly, I feel like he thinks he would do very strongly in today's game. Bo Jackson is allowed to say whatever he wants. He is the greatest athlete that I've ever seen on film ever. Uh, no, Derrick Henry is terrifying. I, I, honestly, if you came up on that guy in the open field and he's coming at you, like you have to try to tackle him. But you're gonna no, get I wouldn't. Killed. I wouldn't try. I'd get out of the way. <laughs> you're gonna get, like you're gonna get hurt. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of like childhood injuries that would compare to that kind of impact, and I can't. I don't. I can't imagine one. No. Trying no. to ta- getting stiff armed by Derrick Henry is about as embarrassing as falling off the swing set and breaking your arm. It's, I mean, like I, I would not want to go up against him because you get stiff armed. It's like, hi, you're a child. Like that's well, I mean, that's the comparison for me. Everyone shits all over Josh Norman for having these like hilarious pictures, but like, man, he's in there. He went for it. Like I don't, you know, there's not a lot of other guys in there trying to figure that out. And Joe Jackson, so, I wouldn't be in there. He said no. he. Could- 400 yards in today's game. Is that true? Do you think Bo Jackson would be the best running back in this game today by a landslide? Like that they get yards? 500 yards in the game. You think he actually would? I think if he could get next level quite a few times, he'd be all right. But I think like today's NFL defensive lines are uh, a little more athletic than the defensive lines of old. I think if he can get into the linebackers, I think he's gone. Yeah. I just think if Bo Jackson decides he's going to do something, he's doing it. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a very valid point. 
uh, you know, I, I, when I read that post, I, I was laughing. Just as much as I was laughing about the Odell Beckham costume, EJ. Do you have any comments about that as a Browns fan? Uh, I love it. It's great. Uh, love to see the support for the Cleveland Browns, and I'm just going to let it sit on that. Oh, I wonder what she used to melt on her mouth. If it was chocolate or maybe a crunch bar. For I don't even want to know. <laughs> Gross. Oh, I love it's that. probably just a marker. I'm going to say marker. That's my answer. Oh, it's chocolate. She melted chocolate. My answer is go Browns. Oh, go Browns for sure. She went go Brown for sure. Maybe that's Nutella. Who the hell knows? Oh, my God, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, the game's four. Dave's, so Dave's looking like a what, what can Brown do for you? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh boy! Oh. You know, it's been a while. You know, we didn't really jump into chirping about this much when this first got brought up. It's better afterwards. But this is the Game Sports Show, side Sports Center Bar and Grill in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. If you know where the Game Sports Show was from, it's from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Your boy EJ's in Escanaba. He's American. Okay, yep. and then he got myself and Justin from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, in Canada. As if you're a football fan, just think of Mapletron. That's the best example uh, for Canada. Okay, it defines it perfectly. Uh, but overall, in the world of football, I want to go around. Any last topics you want to bring up before we let EJ go? I do got one topic, but we'll save it for last because I did mention it a little bit earlier. But EJ, anything else you want to bring up on our, let's say, roundtable here uh, in terms of uh, in-the-pocket kind of recap for last week and this week? Sure, I'll, I'll throw this out there. Are the Atlanta Falcons the new Detroit Lions? Are they just that bad this year? <laughs> Justin, go first, please. Oh, I, I certainly hope one of our host co-hosts, Dane Hantrell, when he listens. I know exactly what I'm saying here. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I hope when Dane listens to this, he gets to fire right up his own rear end because, oh, my God, the Falcons are horrid. Justin. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just, you know, Colts uh, Colts are playing the Lions this weekend. This uh, I'd usually be in Detroit this weekend. Uh, kind of bummed. So uh, it's a shout-out to the city of Detroit and hope you have fun uh, with Otis this weekend. No comment about the Falcons at all? Like, no, no, you don't. Uh, well, what are you going to say? Man, what are you, like, you can't. I don't know what else you can say about it. Like, they're almost worse than the Jets. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs> are they? Okay, listen. The, okay, if you... If you're in a playoff game, who are you putting in, Matt Ryan or Matt or, or Stafford? For real. Joe Flacco. <laughs> For, Joe Probably, Flacco. honestly. Well, he's got Super Bowl MVP. Flacco's yeah. got a Super Bowl, so. Yeah, he does. He does. But Stafford or Ryan, who are you throwing in in that in that in a Super Bowl game? For real, like who are you throwing I'm a, in? That game? I'm a closet Matt Stafford fan, so I'm taking Stafford all the way. I agree. So EJ, I want your take. Stafford, Matt Ryan has blown multiple, what was it, 14-point leads already this year. And, oh, by the way, let's just mention this again, 28-3. Oh. Yeah, I'll take Stafford. Yikes, man, the Falcons. He will never be able to live that down. No, he, no, and no. Just for the Falcons, they need a complete retool. And I feel bad for the ownership inside that organization. They're so passionate. You know, like a lot of that background do a lot for the community. But overall, we're talking on the field right now. They don't have a team that's going to win you or bring any pride to that logo or to that city for a championship. They already had the Atlanta Thrashers leave. I know the Falcons aren't going to go anywhere, but overall that team, that, that city is deserving a contender. And they had it that one year when they made the Super Bowl, and mm, it blew it, blowing it is putting it lightly. I think that's worse when the Toronto Maple Leafs blew a 4-1 lead against the Bruins. I don't care what anybody says. Justin, one more topic you want to bring to the table before we go to me, and then we'll let EJ go. You saying you saying the Atlanta Hawks aren't uh, cutting it for the city of Atlanta? Uh, not, or, or Atlanta United? I guess. Yeah, actually, you know what? The not, Atlanta Hawks are not can, are not doing that great for the city of Atlanta. I don't think. Oh, I know that, that was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good point. That, that's that's where it was funny. By the way, I got my Troy Polamalu jersey on for this recording. As Justin can tell here inside Sports Center. But uh, Justin, your point that you want to bring up before we let EJ go. Another point. Um. Uh, well, you know, I uh. 2020 has been a strange year. Uh, we got uh, anyone got any weird predictions for the second half? Just uh, any oddball, uh, sh- nonsensical shit? Redirecting the question to another question like it. EJ, go first. I will say I'm going to here's my bold prediction for the second half of the year. Let me pull up the standings here because uh, I'm going to say that. Three, it's not that bold. Three out of the four teams in the NFC West are making the playoffs this year. That's that's my oddball prediction. 
like that. I, I, I like that prediction. Uh, bold prediction? Screw it. Uh, I'm going to ride the Justin Heichel's train. I'm going to be so wrong with this, maybe. But why yeah. not? Because Russell Wilson is throwing an MVP-type year. Lockett is putting up receptions and points. Seattle is probably winning that division if I'm a tough, if I'm a betting guy in the NFC West. But let's have a bold prediction. Let's go real bold. The Cardinals win the NFC West. That's Ooh. my that's my bold prediction, Justin. Ooh, I mean, I, I was gonna go a little. Uh, I, I was just gonna say JJ Watt gets traded. That's, <laughs> oh, uh, that's that's. Oh. Oh, Where's he go? Oh, that's a good prediction. I, I'm right. unsure. He's going to the NFC though. That's he's not staying in the AFC. Oh, okay. I, I, think, I think I think with Seattle making the move for Carlos Dunlap today, I, I would think that New Orleans is probably a uh, a suspect there. Wow. Okay. I, not the Lions. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean New Orleans is. Uh, Lions just traded for Everson Griffith though, didn't they? Yeah, they uh, they got some defensive end help as well today. They did. They have one. They have one two in a row. They have one two in a row. But let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Why not the 49ers, Justin? Is that not a good spot for what? I mean, I think the 49ers defense is pretty rock solid. Like they're they they, they traded away some pretty. Those guys solid are getting beat a lot. Yeah, you're getting you beat last in the NFC West, last place right now. Four and three, last place. You'd be first in the uh, uh, division there with the NFC East with the Eagles and all that. But you're sitting last in the NFC West. There's a team that you know made it all the way last year. Maybe making a splash for what makes sense. I just don't think they can afford them. That's uh, true. I mean, there's still the money aspect too. Yeah, I uh, forgot. So, so, somehow New Orleans seems immune to that sometimes, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, last point I'll bring up before we, we uh, go to our next commercial break. I want to bring up that playoff thing I, I said, I and mean, this will be a very quick discussion. I feel like can the NFL ever reconfigure the the playoff format to be a bit more friendly like is it not bs that you know if you win a division i guess you can make the playoffs i I guess that's almost fair but at the same time can you ever do a reformatting of the playoffs in the nfl justin well i mean i believe there's like what they every uh what there's seven teams going in this year yeah so they did extend that yeah yeah so uh, but i i don't know i like the uh, nfc east is a prime example this year you're gonna have a team with a trash record that's going to make the playoffs, and you're going to have at least one team with a pretty solid record that's going to be looking from the outside going, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's what I don't like. But that, I mean, it is what it is. That's the way the NFL is. I mean, you got to win. You don't. You want to be in the playoffs? Win your division. Yeah. EJ? The last time that I can remember a, a team with a losing record making it to the playoffs, and I may be incorrect here, but I think I got this right. It was 2008. The Cleveland Browns were 10 and 6 that year and didn't make the playoffs because the San Diego Chargers made it in at 7 and 9 that year. And that was the one year that, like, being a Browns fan, that hurt. Uh, but here's the thing, and Justin just said it. There's you have to place emphasis on winning the division. You take care of your business against your divisional opponents, and you get rewarded for that. And I do think division winners do need to remain as automatic spots in because there needs to be a reward for that, right? You don't play for a division championship so that you don't make the playoffs. You know if you win that, you're getting in. So uh, I'm fine if you want to expand it a little bit like what they're doing this year. You want to keep something like that, that's fine. Uh, I wouldn't go too much crazier. Uh, but I, I don't mind the format the way that it is. Honestly, you know, I've always disliked if a team that's a losing record makes the playoffs. But the divisional aspect, you can't get around that. I think it's impossible to get around. But they did make some tweaks this year, as Justin mentioned. But I would love to see, you know, another tweak of sorts to try to, you know, have a team that has a winning record. Uh, maybe potentially if a division uh, – it's hard to say this without making any fucking sense. But, like, if you have a divisional winner who's under 500 and you have a team with a winning record not make it, maybe they have a little game themselves to make it into the playoffs. I don't know. I, mm. I, I Probably shooting something out randomly. I'd probably get no traction whatsoever if there was ever a conversation. But it's just hard to get past the divisional side. But I really dislike how a team that wins the division if they're under 500 makes it. But that is just the name of the game. We've seen it in football. We've seen it in baseball. It, it occurs in sports. But EJ, my man, you know, we've had our in the pocket. Mm. We went a little extended with this. We had a lot of things we want to bring up. We're going to save some stuff for next week for some more thoughts. You're the host of the hot seat. It's getting real hot, but you know why it's getting hot? Because you're preheated, okay? It's Wednesday, right? <laughs> this hot seat's tomorrow, if I remember correctly. 
and it's going to be boiling tomorrow on that hot seat. That's right. Tomorrow will be live from Mo's Pub in Escanaba. Uh, my co-host Tyler Willett and myself uh, will be on, I believe it's our sixth episode of the hot seat. Uh, so thanks for those who've been listening. We appreciate the support. Uh, like always, check us out at thegamesportshow.com. We're available at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Podtail, and all the other social media platforms. Uh, check us out at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Look up the hot seat. Definitely. There's a lot to check out on our platforms, including the Hot Seats, our newer show to the family of the game sports of sorts, but with an original guest. It's a good little twist there, and both DJ and Tyler do a fantastic job it's, uh, it's at Escanaba. And most, you got to make sure I get down there when we are able to go across the border, which I'll tell you right now, EJ, is not going to be for another freaking long time. Okay. Well, hey, listen, you guys are at Sports Center Bar and Grill. They got, uh, what is it, 75 Cent Wing Night? When you come to most pub, we'll have their pizza, man. They got the best pizza in town. Love hearing that. Love hearing that. Love what you're doing with the hot seat, too. It is hot, hot, hot. That's a trademark. I shouldn't have said that. But screw it. We're having fun here. EJ, I want to say thank you very much uh, for coming on the show here tonight. And we'll have you on next week for In the Pocket. Hopefully with our four four original cast with myself, you, Jamie, and Justin. Even though us three had some fun here tonight, though. Well, somebody got to do this. Why not us? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's good, good time as always. We're always down to talk about football. Definitely. Hut, hut, hut if you will. No? I don't know if that kicks. EJ, thank you very much again, my friend. And we'll make sure make sure you check him out on the hot seat tomorrow night. Thanks for having me. See you. See you. Take a break. When we come back, myself, Justin, are going to have our pick em. And when we come back, we'll have that for you. We'll have our pick em. We'll wrap them up. And that's it. And I fucked that up, Justin. I'll be editing that out. Let me rephrase. <laughs> and once again, thank you very much to EJ, uh, myself, and Justin. We're going to take a little break. we got to have some wings. You know, we're going to have some food here. And when we have our commercial break and come back, we'll be all set to give you our pick nice and quick to wrap up our In the Pocket Edition here at Site Sports Center Bar and Grill. Don't go anywhere. The Game Sports Show, powered by Jim, would love to give a belly rub to Northern Critters in Need. Northern Critters in Need is an animal foster and adoption agency located in Ignis, Ontario, with connecting stations within Thunder Bay and Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. NCIN can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Northern Critters in Need, with a mission to rescue lost, abandoned, and abused and unwanted pets. With an aim to find forever homes for these animals, doesn't matter where you're located. If you're looking to bring a new fur baby into your life, NCIN. The reach of our rescue goes far beyond our township. You can follow The Game Sports Show on Facebook and Instagram at The Game Sports Show. Welcome back to The Game Sports Show. It's David McKay inside Sports Center Bar and Grill. We've been here all night, 75 cent wing nights, as I have said consistently throughout the show and i am here joined with justin heiko continuing our in the pocket segment we've said goodbye to ej make sure you check out his hot seat episodes that will be brought up this week it is every thursday there is an upload on the gamesportshow.com but here within the pocket that we're continuing justin let's get into our pick em. it's myself and you uh doing the pick em again this week and let's get right into it because we have a little bit of time constraints here because we gave the extra time to have us three together to have that free flow conversation so getting into the week in the NFL, okay? Week 7 was a very entertaining week as we jumped into, especially if you were watching Seattle and Arizona. That was a game, let me tell you. Falcons-Panthers, though, is the Thursday nighter this week. People may hear the show on Thursday or even afterwards, so you might know the result when you've heard this before Sunday games. But nonetheless, the Falcons and Panthers. Is this a toilet bowl? Are we picking a toilet bowl here, Justin? I, you know what? It's probably going to be a decent game to watch. The Panther or the the Pan. Oh yeah, the Panthers going to win. It's going to say the Falcons are inevitably going to shit the bat at some point. Uh, but it should be a, a high-scoring, you know, fun game to watch, especially because there's no other sports on. And you know what? I'm going to keep it simple. Panthers are going to win this football game. Uh, sorry to any Falcons fans. Those are a good number of Falcons fan listeners, just because of our co-host on our hockey side of the edition of the show, Dane Hantro, and also Dane in general, but the Falcons are not a good football team. The Panthers, in my opinion, are even are better than the Falcons, so clean sweep for myself and Justin there. Packers and Vikings. Justin, you again. Uh, I think the Packers can take this one. They uh, looked pretty good last week, and uh, the Vikings have been brutal all year. Yeah, they, they have. And even I've been pretty impressed with the Packers' defense to an extent. They're kind of inconsistent this year, but I agree. I, another clean sweep with the uh, decision, but overall with the Packers defeating the Vikings, they're just an overall better football team. 
very simple. I, I can be couldn't be more obvious to give you any more crappy sports analyst view on that. Okay, it's just simple, simple pick. Titans Bengals. Listen, I think this is going to be another clean sweep. This is no offense to any Bengals fans or anything of such. Things are going to look up for you eventually, especially even as Joe Burrow grows into a more mature quarterback. Uh, but the Titans are just a better football team. Simple as it, again, I couldn't be more elaborate. They're a better team. They're going to win. Justin. Yeah, I know the Titans got this one. Like the, the Bengals have had flashes this year, but they're already starting to trade away players. So uh, this year definitely isn't the year for them. I kind of have a feeling this one's going to be another sweep. Do you know what game I'm talking about here without even saying it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs> the Jets and the Chiefs. Oh, my God. If you're picking an upset to try to win some bets on, yeah. If you got 30, 40, 50 bucks to throw on a ticket, you're like, hey, I just don't know what to do with this 30, 40, or 50 bucks. Yeah, go ahead. Go bet on the Jets. You never know. You never know. You know, maybe you can pay a mortgage payment. I don't I don't know. At the end, or pay a truck payment. Or maybe you could just, you know, go buy some clothes if you need clothes. I, I don't know. Lame comments. Just This is a game that's going to be extremely a shootout, but on one end. I'd be very surprised if the Chiefs, I, they will hold up at one point, but I feel like they're going to get 40-plus points on the Jets, and the Jets will be lucky to get seven. So the Chiefs are winning this football game. Justin? Uh, Chiefs are 20-point favorite, so it's hard to bet against them. I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, would you? What circumstance would you bet against the Jets? Or bet I will against- all... I, every week, Dave, I will always pick a gigantic upset ticket on Proline. Every week. Is this one of them? The next game? Uh, probably not. Colts and, <laughs> Colts and Lions? Justin? Oh, I'm uh, I'm taking the Colts for sure. It's just, it, it, I'm taking a tie on Proline, though. I'll tell you that for free. See, you know what? I am so interested that you said that. This was the year that, you know, we have a thing with our pickup. If you pick a tie, I believe the rule is one, you automatically win the week. If I remember correctly with pick them, if you pick a tie correctly. And I said I'd be bold this year on picking it. But if you pick a tie wrong, it's an automatic loss. There's no, there's nothing. It's a loss. So you get an L in your column, which can affect you at the end of the year. I am picking a tie over <laughs> this game. I am picking a tie in this football game, Justin. There's going to be an actual tie. It's going to go into overtime. It's going to go everything. The game is not going to end with a winner there is going to be a tie this week i'm sorry i may sound like an idiot saying that but i'm saying i feel my gut for some reason is saying there's going to be a tie this game uh, i don't think my boy phillips is going to let it happen <laughs> now this is the game of the week not because of the steelers being your boy here but the steelers ravens now this is the one o'clock game that i'll be sitting on my couch i play hockey from noon until one on that day i'm going to be bolting home after hockey putting my ass on the couch and watching the steelers play the ravens and let me tell you who's going to win that football game justin who do you think i'm picking who do you think i'm picking the ravens (laughs) good guess i'm going black and yellow baby with maple tron getting two touchdowns in this game that's my bold prediction for stat line justin no i think the steelers got this one the ravens i haven't been super impressed with this year uh, it's pretty well a one-man team with uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, Ingram's hurt right now. Uh, the run game, they haven't really had one guy step up yet. Uh, but they did sign Des Bryant this week. Very interesting. I was going to say something with that with Des Bryant. Is that is he going to make an immediate impact, or do you think it's going to take some time for him to get back to himself? I, I think I think Des has been staying in shape, but I, I do. It, it takes a little bit of time to kind of gel with your QB. So. I think you're going to be a week or two um, kind of get, getting used to each other before they build that chemistry, before you, you see Dez kind of have any kind of impact. Love that. Rams, Dolphins. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take the upset in this one. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Um, let's see what Tua has. You know, I like that pick. I did have that kind of highlighted for prediction, but you know what? I'm going to care about the pick them too and just overall making the right selection. I'm thinking the Rams are going to defeat the Dolphins this week. But I do have optimism for two. I think it's going to be a close football game. Patriots, Bills, I know we're both picking this week. I kind of got a feeling, but Justin. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills. I mean, they, they've got them listed as a four-point favorite right now. And the way the Patriots have been playing, I think the Bills should be able to 14-point favorite. Cam Newton, cut or not cut? I just don't think they're jiving right there. I don't think McDaniel's really uh, 
he can't. Him and Cam Newton don't work together. That's that's so surprising, though. I really thought he'd work out with Belichick in New England, but it's not being great, that's for sure. But let me tell you, this is the debut of Josh Allen with Chubby Johnson. You're like, what the heck is that? That's my fantasy football name. Okay, Chubby Johnson. I got Nick Chubb. I got David Johnson. Chubby Johnson. Put it together. It makes sense. Chubby Johnson. Josh Allen. I made a big deal with Lockett. I traded Michael Thomas for Josh Allen, Jarrett McKinnon, and Tyler Lockett. Big blockbuster trade in fantasy football. Even threw Chark in that trade from the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Allen's debut. Allen is going off for my fantasy team to try to get him. He's going to be back in fantasy this week because I'm in last place. I've never had that happen in my life. So Josh Allen and the Bills are getting this dub. And I'm saying that because, A, they're going to win because they need to perform my fantasy team. And, yes, they care about my fantasy team, the Bills. You Trust me. And also, the Bills are just the better football team. Again, another obvious point, in my opinion. Raiders, Browns, Justin. Yeah, you know, I, I think the Raiders are going to take this one because I think they're a lot better than their 3-3 three and three records. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to the EJ and the Browns. Um, and, and maybe the Browns will prove me wrong because I really do like the receiving game still with the loss of Odell Beckham. Uh, but I think the Raiders take this one. You know, I was really hovered over this as well. Tough pick. But you know what? Despite being a divisional team to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I really think the Browns are going to win this football game and really capitalize and try to show that they're they're going to have that little motivation when they don't have Odell. I just got that feeling have the edge on the Raiders in this game. Browns, Chargers, Broncos. I'm going to go first on this one. And I'm going to go with Hebert and the Chargers. I like what is coming, kind of coming together, kind of a little bit of momentum uh, with with Hebert doing quite well. Obviously, going with the Chargers, Justin. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers too. I mean, I got uh, Herbert as my, one of my quarterbacks fantasy football, and uh, I'm kind of all in on him this year. So uh, I mean, if Chargers haven't won uh, a ton of games, but I think they're going to pull it out this week. Four more games to get to before we wrap up, Justin. I, if I counted my math correctly, we'll see. Saints, Bears, uh, Saints and Bears. I, you know what? The Bears are—they're a team, though. You gotta—you gotta fucking watch out for it. That, that, that would be that upset. But I'm going with the Saints in this one, Justin. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take the Saints too. I watched that Monday Nighter, and the Bears just didn't. Yeah, for a five and one team, they were not very exciting or interesting or good. Oh, you know what? Honestly, I, I I just feel like they're that team though that can just pull out an upset, you know. But not not Jets Chiefs kind of upset, but the Saints. Drew Brees hasn't thrown the football as great as he could, but he hasn't had his weapon, you know, all year either with Michael Thomas. So it'll be interesting to see as you know they're ruling him most likely, obviously won't be in the lineup. So it's the Saints are battling, and hopefully the Saints go marching in and uh, look me look at me and Justin at being smart for picking them correctly. 49ers. Seahawks, Justin. You know, I uh, just for the sake of chaos, I'd like to see the 49ers win, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm taking Seattle. We've had a lot of clean sweeps in this one, but Seattle, tough loss last week. Don't upset Russell Wilson. Okay, Tyler Lockett's debut on Team Jubby Johnson again as well with my fantasy. They're going to show why Dave McKaig's not a joke in fantasy football. And they know, trust me, I called Tyler Lockett today and told him, no, I'm just kidding, I'm not going to pretend I know who he is. The Seahawks are going to win that football game. Now, one of the next game, kind of interested in this game because it's a divisional game. <laughs> it's kind of a dumpster fire at the same time. So even the Monday Nighter is kind of a mad game because one team is a bit more powerful than the other. But Cowboys-Eagles. Now, this is going to be an interesting game, Justin. Yeah. What? what what's your definition of interest, though? Uh... Patriots Rams Super Bowl. Yeah, no. Um, it's more like the Colts Bears Super Bowl. <laughs> if that, I mean, I, I don't. It might be all right. I don't. I honestly don't even know who's starting at quarterback for the Cowboys. I saw they re-signed Cooper Rush to their practice squad today, but the team hung Andy Dalton out to dry last week. He got his brains scrambled across the field. Like I don't know, it's I, I the Eagles are gonna win. I think Carson Wentz and the Eagles are on the up and up right now. As much as it makes me cringe to say that, um, the the Eagles their division to lose. It is, and honestly, if I had an option to really choose money wise, I would probably go Eagles. But I'm gonna go Cowboys this week, as though the cries the last few weeks. 
I just got this is my sort of upset for the week, essentially. Uh, thinking I know I kind of went other directions with say tie not really being upset, making some bold predictions this week with a tie between the Colts and Lions. Uh, honestly, I, if there's a game that is a team that, that don't think it's going to win. You, you can even consider the Raiders and Browns being a game where I predicted the Browns to beat the, the Raiders. I think the Browns are underdogs in that game against the Raiders, if I remember correctly. But the Cowboys and Eagles, this is a game where people are going to pick the Eagles right off the hop. But it's got something about the Cowboys this week. Another gut feeling about the Cowboys. But my gut feelings is sometimes incorrect, if not all the time. Uh, Buccaneers, Giants. Justin. Uh, I think this one's pretty obvious. Yep. I'm going to take the Bucks. Um, yeah, I mean, their new toy is not set to debut until next week. So a Toy or destruct? Uh, no, I think, you know what, him and Brady kind of developed some chemistry when, you know, they had their little interaction there in New England. And I'm interested to see how that pans out in a little more uh, free society down in Tampa Bay. Imagine the Buccaneers if this was like 2014 with Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, Tom Brady... Mike Evans, Mike Evans, I think was not even really. Okay, 2014 might be a little bit early, but you know what I'm saying. Imagine, yeah, you know what exactly what I'm saying. Like, imagine all those toys being on the same offense. The Buccaneers would have won undefeated. Yeah, no, it's tough to say though because the NFL isn't fantasy football; it's real football. And sometimes, you know, having too many personalities doesn't work either. But he's putting it lightly, especially if Gronk and Brown are the same. In the same walker room. But that has been our picks with, for the pick'em on this week in the National Football League. That is week eight in the National Football League. I can't believe that we're already almost looking at week nine, week ten. Time is flying by here. Is it? it is. And we're inside Sports Center Bar and Grill for again their seventy-five cent wing nights. I want to remind listeners that we will have our gem office open in the next coming weeks. We will be doing a lot of our recordings. Myself, Justin, and the entire crew with our special edition shows and also our new shows here in Sioux, Ontario. But we will obviously be continuing our uploads with all of our other shows that you can check out on thegamesportshow.com. Just go down to the bottom. All of our episodes are labeled all for you. You can also click the Episodes tab at the top of the page. You have options to click Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple, uh, Podbean. There's a lot of links that you can click on, especially with Amazon, Podtail. There's a lot of options to reach the Game Sports Show. You can also make the GameSportsShow.com your website on your on your cellular device. Just copy the link, paste it to your homepage. Boom, you click it every time. It is right there. You'll get up to date on all of the great content that we provide here on GEM, the Game Entertainment and Media in particular, with the Game Sports Show. Now, this has been our Sports Center Bar and Grill edition with our In the Pocket segment of Sports Center Bar and Grill. On behalf of EJ Russell, Thank you to EJ for joining us, but also to you, Justin Heiko, for being here as well, because you're one of the original part of the family overall as well, and for also keeping me company, for me keeping you company, and to give the listeners some great content to feel on tonight's show. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good to be here as always, and uh, shout out to everyone this weekend. Uh, watch out. There should be some trick-or-treaters out there, so stay safe. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't want to give out your candy, uh, shoot me a message. I'll come pick it up. I'll come pick it up and eat it and get that sugar rush all day, baby. That sugar high. And if you are going to give away candy, make sure you follow precautions as well. I'm not going to give you a lecture because you know me. I don't have any qualifications to be giving you lectures. But just please and make let the kids enjoy this. You know, I remember being younger and having trick-or-treating options. It's a great part of my childhood. I remember dressing up as if it was Batman, if it was, the, if it was Superman, if it was uh, a bat. I don't know. Whatever you want to dress up as that it's still a big part of your as a child that so when someone comes to your door have a mask on serve that candy serve those chocolates those chips those candy don't, grams don't be, don't be the caramel person be the can of pop person like full-size milky way person like that i don't be that little guy don't put one little chocolate bar put a pan full in there for the kids like i know myself We've got a big couple blocks because the handful of the kids here in our new home. So I'm very excited for Halloween. So if you're walking around near my house for trick-or-treating, you're going to get a good little treat with all the candies that we're going to be giving you to come to the door. Now, Justin, again, thank you very much. And on behalf of Jim, I want to thank you all again to the listeners. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe on all the platforms. Tomorrow we'll have an upload with the Hot Seat with E.J. Russell. We'll have multiple uploads with Scott Neeson as well. For our special edition upload, we had Jeff Blaschel. 
last week. We do not have a special edition upload this week, not because we don't have a show, but it's because we're taking a little break. We've had a lot of uploads with our special edition shows, and that includes with Blash, as I mentioned, Craig Cunningham, Corey Locke, Ryan Phillips, Zach Fucali, Gavin Morgan, Jordan Smith. We've plugged out all of those six editions uh, here on the Game Sports Show and all on the GEM platform that you need to get caught up on. That's a lot of content. It's over six hours, near seven hours of content of just special edition alone that you have to get caught up on. So we will have an upload. We were planning to have Nathan Perrot's upload this week, but we are delaying that. We will have our next upload next week with Nathan Perrot. Yes, I'm spoiling it because I said it on live radio, and I feel like I don't want to let, anyone, let anybody down. So again, Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on all of our platforms. Get into our conclusion portion here. I want to remind everyone to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bat, catch your touchdowns, read your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.